Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve Cultural Appropriation Olivas and he is James Outraged because social media tells him to be break well. And James, man, what a festive, siestive evening. How are you tonight? I have never been more grateful in my life that people don't watch this podcast. <laughs> a, a weight off my shoulders. Oh, this is like 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 that exercise that uh, that unit in grade school where everybody picks a country and then you kind of learn about that country. I'm doing a little song and dance from south of the border. They are never going to let you go south of that border. They're building that wall <laughs> to keep you in because you're offensive to everybody. <laughs> Well, for both of you, or all seven of you, I'm not sure how many are left after Breakwell's indignation, but this is the podcast, Wrong and Wronger, that you have stumbled upon, and I know you're probably thinking, this is really a nice podcast to watch, because look at all the party atmosphere that Olivas <laughs> creates. <laughs> this is where we argue about topics that nobody cares about, but everybody cares about, and James... What are we going to argue about tonight? We've got a good one, but they're all good ones. And the, the opinion of me and you, and that's it. But tonight, it's lobster <laughs> versus steak. Ooh, under the broad heading of first world problems, lobster yes. versus steak. And James, as you can see behind me, I'm in yet another room in my house because my son is up playing on his video game area. So I've been I've been barred. I've I been banished. I saw that Xbox behind your shoulder in the last video. Uh, yeah. So did you make the mistake of making your studio and his Xbox room the same room? No, my studio is one of the walk-in closets that we have in the house that is sort of dormant, but it's not completely fallow. My wife sort of stowed stuff in there for the time being, and once it gets cleaned out and I can get a table and chairs and some of my accoutrement into there, that will be my permanent studio. But for today, I'm in basically my mother's bedroom. So just let me get this straight. You bought yeah. a house with 75 rooms, 75, yeah. and you couldn't find yeah. a single one to have to yourself, and you were relegated to part of a closet again, which you had what? at your old house, which only had 60 rooms. <laughs> James, as you well know, because your office is roughly the size of my walk-in closet, <laughs> having too cavernous of a room does not lend itself well to a podcast. You need kind of a tight space that you can soundproof and get all the echo out. You know, the, the best soundproofing would be if you just pull the cord on the mic and just let me talk. <laughs> That's when our ratings would go through the roof. I don't even know what you're saying. But uh, so we are going to argue and flip the Guam quarter of fate. But a couple of things. All right. One, James, I have taken Kenneth Fisher's gracious gift and I have turned it into how can we reward some of our best listeners and viewers? And uh, because, as I mentioned last week, both you and I received care packages from a couple of viewers and listeners, I sent them unofficial but uncirculated Guam quarters in the mail. <laughs> and uh, I think that's kind of a cool gift. Just just let me get this straight. You re-gifted the Guam Quarters yeah. of Fate. Yeah, that's why I had to give Kenneth Fisher credit, because I don't want to seem like I'm looking a gift horse in the mouth. Maybe that's kind of what we do with each other. Every week. 
But uh, let's just talk for a second, James, about the poll. Because uh, just before we had catastrophic meltdown and had to restart this podcast, you had mentioned something that I'm not sure I heard correctly. What what were the results as you understand them? So my understanding is last week everybody got confused on the options, which can happen because those numbers are all mixed up, and they accidentally voted for you. And let me just no. say to our listeners, I forgive you. It's okay. We all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, but I'm confident you'll get the vote right this week. I will make it much clearer. My apologies for letting Steve confuse you with his weird numbers gaming at the end. Let me try to just extract the point from what Breakwell said. <laughs> Not only did I beat him, but I beat him like a rug on a clothesline. I doubled you up last week, James Breakwell. It was a humiliating defeat for you. They were confused. I, I understand the fallibility of human nature. And I am willing to move on, but apparently you are not because you are a very small person, <laughs> and that's okay. I will move on from that, too. Do wow. You, do you even remember the topic last week? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. It was I buttons won. versus snaps. Of course it was. And I won. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about on this show. Well, it doesn't matter to me because I keep moving forward, but I revel and relish my victories. And last week was one of the best weeks I have ever had on this show. So I've got to bring it up. You do, and now it's been buried forever, and we have moved on. This week, it's going to be completely different. This week, I'm going to get, like, triple your score, because whichever option I get, I'm going to make a compelling argument. But first, you owe me a compliment. So please, compliment away, and then let's flip the Guam quarter of fate. <laughs> well, James, I want to compliment you on taking a loss with grace and dignity. <laughs> You are one of the more gracious losers I've ever met. And I like, if we were kind of walking through the handshake line of wrong and wronger right now, you would grab my hand with one of yours and pat me on the shoulder with the other one. Maybe even draw me in close for a little bro hug and then whisper softly in my ear, you, sir, are a champion. That's what I so appreciate about you, James. I would like to compliment you on being a sore winner. The worst of the worst <laughs> You make, you make Tom Brady look humble. Yeah, I'm going to put that there. <laughs> <laughs> and yet my victory over you last week was similar to Brady's victory over San Diego this afternoon. I'm going to have to not watch the Super Bowl this year if they make it again. I just, I just can't deal with it. This is uh, <laughs> it, it's a crime against nature. And to the, four, to the four New England Patriots fans out there who also listen to this podcast, I apologize for nothing. <laughs> if this is when you stop listening to us, I feel like it's well-deserved. And we will just amicably go our separate ways. But you, Steve, wow, that's are awful. That, 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 that's, the, that's the gist of it. <laughs> My compliment to you is that you are awful. An awful winner, <laughs> but awfully good at winning in that way. That's kind of a compliment. I, you know, your next book ought to be researching how to give a proper compliment, James. I think it'll be enlightening for you, that journey. I said you're an awfully good winner, just awful at winning. I mean, it's, it, I'm, I, I'm sorry I, I speak the those, truth. Those words might have come out, but not in that order. <laughs> Flip the quarter. All right, I've got the Guam quarter here, and it's steak versus lobster, the first world problem version of Wrong and Wronger. And James, what will the two sides represent for you? Heads, I'm arguing steak. Tails, I'm arguing lobster. Steak is heads. All right, the quarter's up. I got a little room to roam here because I'm actually standing at a dresser today. Ooh. It is heads. You, ah, you, sir, have steak. 
Awesome. So I'm going to put a stake through your heart right now and end this argument. There's no question. Seafood is garbage. It's what you eat when there's no other options or you have some weird allergy or diet. It's the compromise you make. All right, I guess we'll eat seafood. We'll, we'll eat something smelly you dig up from the sea. Seafood does have a very distinct <laughs> odor. You can, you can tell when somebody's cooking it, when they've got it out in the kitchen, when they're doing anything with it, that weird fishy odor you don't want in your house. But steak... If they sold the flavor, the smell of steak in a candle, I would buy that and I would burn it all the time. Steak is what you want to smell. Snake, steak is what you want to consume. It is the apex meat. The highest quality, the best cut, the most expensive meal in a restaurant. It's what you go for. Lobster is the also ran. Lobster just tastes like whatever you put it in. So you've got to dip it in butter. And if you don't dip it in butter, you're just eating, eating you know, tasteless fish. And you couldn't tell the difference between that and the, the random pollock that they cut up at your average fast food restaurant. But steak, steak wow. has its own flavor. You can just toss salt and pepper on there and it is good to go. No ketchup needed. Steak stands on its own. Lobster hobbles in uh, with butter and other condiments and it's the only way it's good. And only people only order it because they mistakenly think it makes them fancy. And I don't know how you could argue with that. James, it, they, they think it makes them fancy because it does. Oh, there is a supply up. and demand issue with lobster. Lobster is in high demand because it is succulent. Lobster, <laughs> if it's done upright, it melts in your mouth. It is definitely the top of the food chain, pardon the pun, in food. Why would you want to eat something that a, a, a heathen could put ketchup on? Nobody puts ketchup on lobster. They put ketchup on steak. <laughs> James, <laughs> I can tell by looking around at how many kids you have that you've probably never been able to afford a nice lobster dinner. <laughs> but they do make steak for somebody in your bracket. They're called steakums. <laughs> They come in a little box in cellophane and you cook up the little strips and then put them on white bread and little ketchup splashed on the top and you've got a nice steak dinner in the Breakwell home. No, no. Lobster is lobster is lobster. And the other nice thing about lobster is it's far healthier than steak. Lobster's not loaded down with all the fat that steak is. You never hear of anybody clogging their arteries because they've lived on a steady diet of lobster. If you grind steak up, it turns into a hamburger and nothing is top of the hit list for everybody that's in the health conscious category like steak and beef. Lobster is the way to go for health. And the other, the lastly, the nice thing about lobster is it's a whole event when you get lobster or lobster's kissing cousin crab. When you get lobster or crab, like there's a show. You get the little cracker things and you pull the, uh, the, uh, the, the whatever the thing, the pinchers off or the claws. I don't know what they're called. I haven't had lobster ever. But the point is, it's something that you can do while you're eating. It's sort of a fun event to share with the whole family. Lobster James is the king. I am about to drop so much knowledge on you that you might be flattened. This this next rebuttal might literally kill you. I want to get a disclaimer now that you're not going to hold me responsible for your death. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. <laughs> okay. You so, might be my wife's hero right now, so lay it on me. So first of all, the stats were lobster's healthier. That's before you add the butter, before you slather anything with butter. It's like, oh, this is not very many calories. Oh, you just added an entire stick of butter. It's not healthy for you at all. It has all the same problems that, that steak would have there. Second, for a lot of history, lobster has been regarded as a garbage food. I mean, there was one point where inmates in, uh, in Maine or Massachusetts, one or the other, they had it written into the bylaws that they could only be fed lobster twice a week. It was regarded as this unwanted seafood that was just overly plentiful. It was everywhere out there. And the reason it's expensive is because you have to ship it live. I mean, if you go out on the East Coast, the stupid lobsters are everywhere. Nobody gets super excited about them. You have to ship it live. And the reason you have to ship it live is because you personally have to kill it. 
I mean, that's what you do. You go to the tank and you pick it out. You say, I want that lobster to die. When I order a steak, it doesn't come with an ethical dilemma. That cow is already dead. No matter what I do, it's not coming back to life. But that lobster, it's going to die that night. Not only is it going to die, it's going to die in the worst manner possible. That cow, they hit it in the head or they shoot it over and it's done. One blow. That lobster gets boiled alive. Pow. I just... I just listened to, like, a, 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 it was a book on tape and had some essays from David Foster Wallace. He had one where he was sent as a correspondent to go to this big lobster cook-off somewhere out east. And he came back from it. This guy, they, they sent all over, covered all sorts of horrible things. And he came through, back from that more morally conflicted about that than he'd been conflicted about anything else in his life. He's like, you put the lobster in, and it starts spasming, and it hits the, hits the top of the pan. And he's like, there's this whole ethical dilemma. Can lobsters feel pain? Are they smart enough? And then you try to kill it. But, like, lobsters, their, their thinking is descent. They don't have one brain cell stem to hit. It's all over the place. But the cow is just dead. I know when that cow is dead. I know when it feels nothing. It was killed long before. It was frozen. It was shipped to my place of dining. And then I cooked it. And it was delicious and amazing. Do you want to boil a lobster in your own house? I don't think so. You make some chef do it in a back room where you don't have to see the horrible things that are done. That is why steak is good and wholesome and doesn't leave you feeling morally queasy and lobster is just a crime against nature. And that's all there is to it. James, I want you to take a couple minutes out of your busy schedule and go to the grocery store with your wife next time she goes. It's obvious that she goes and not you, because otherwise you would know you can buy frozen lobster tails that have been killed probably decades earlier <laughs> in the seafood case of your local Whole Foods or Kroger's or whatever, Food Lion, whatever you got up there. Food Lion would never have lobster. But the point is that... You can get parts of the lobster. You don't have to eat a live lobster. This can be a cruelty-free zone where that lobster got bonked on the head with a canoe paddle, and now it's dead, and they cut the claws off, cut the tail off, ship it all frozen to you, and you enjoy it with a little dab of butter, which, by the way, people cook steak with butter also. So don't get all up on your high horse, which is probably what makes a lot of your steak. Who knows what you're eating when you're eating steak? When you eat lobster, it looks just like what the doctor ordered. You get what you pay for with lobster. You do get what you pay for. You pay for a garbage fish that nobody wants. If you sliced and diced lobster meat and you tossed it in with shrimp meat and pollock and every other random unwanted, you know, miscellaneous fish, <laughs> and I gave you a taste test, you dipped them all in butter and took a bite. Are you meaning to tell me you can pick lobster out of a lineup? What what does lobster without any accoutrement, what does lobster by itself taste like? Please explain to me. It tastes smooth, and it tastes a little sweet, lobster does. It tastes it's a flaky white meat, and that's why the butter goes so good with it. It just kind of enhances that sweetness and adds a little richness you of the cream. It's fabulous. are lying to people. It tastes like nothing. It is the absence of flavor. You are eating the void. That is what you do when you take <laughs> lobster into your mouth. And if you God. didn't put butter on that, you would get nothing. I don't know of a single person who has ever, ever eaten lobster without butter, but I know all sorts of people who eat steak that's just steak all by itself no a1 no ketchup no butter sometimes not even salt and pepper because the meat stands on its own and if you were to line up a hundred people a hundred red-blooded americans and you were to say to them which would you like for dinner tonight steak or lobster the overwhelming majority would put steak because lobster. that's how we were raised that's what we come from and that's what we stand for we are a nation of steak not a nation of lobster and that's all there is to it and they polish off that thick steak and then clutch their now not beating hearts and fall dead at the kitchen table. 
Lobster is not healthy. It's, it's less healthy than steak. I can cook steak without butter. You cannot cook lobster without butter. You can't serve it without butter. It's never been done. In the history of the world, nobody's eating lobster without butter. It's kind of like uh. mushrooms. People go out and they hunt morel mushrooms and they get all excited about them over here. I don't know what they do down where you are in Nashville, but up here, they go out in the woods and they get them and they cook <laughs> them up. And you realize that a morel mushroom is utterly tasteless. And it just tastes like the butter and the sugar and everything you toss on top of it. It's just an empty vessel. That's what lobster is. It's an empty vessel. And I'm not going to pay 60 or 70 bucks for an empty vessel. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to order myself a steak and I'm going to have a fine night and I'm going to be satisfied. And now we need to go ahead and vote because this, yeah, this has been decided. Roll the dice so that people can just shift, just uh, whisk aside your incredibly inane arguments. All right, so Steve is not going to confuse you with the numbers tonight. I'm going to read the numbers, and we're going to let the numbers stand. If you would like to vote for steak and America and and goodness and wholesomeness, 21. Cholesterol, fat, heart If you want to vote for the most tasteless but overpriced animal in the ocean, vote for 45. And if you, you didn't call it unwanted again, and if personal you, status. If you want to vote for nothing and throw your vote away even more than the lobster, vote for 86. All right, what was your number again, James? 21, I think. Did you not listen to our tree roll? I was talking over you. I don't have any idea what you're saying half the time. Oh, I hope I was 21. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be 21 now. If somebody skipped to the end of this video to vote for me... <laughs> So I can't go back and rewatch it. I'm 21. That's what it's gonna be. Uh oh. This is gonna, this I is gonna got end air bad. supply. This is gonna air end supply bad. pumping in my. All right. So if you want to vote for James and a quick and painful death where your left arm goes numb, vote for 21. If you want to vote for all that is delicious, the king of the sea, and what better than seafood for you? It's filled with those omega-3 fatty acids. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Vote for 45. <laughs> and if you want to throw your vote away, like James wants you to throw your life away and eat beef <laughs> all the time, vote for 86. So we had another great debate. And it wasn't recorded here, but I'm sure that this will suffice for the time being. Until next week. Vaya con Dios, people. Huh? See, I'm keeping a thematic element here, a thread going through the broadcast game. This is Steve Olivas for James, the exploding unicorn breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, dose wrongs don't make or, or can. Can, <laughs> wait a can make or right. Have a good week, everybody.